so <laughs> I'm miserable. I, yeah. I, I will say I, I only hyped up that shit went down, which I would argue that it did. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this is part of the reason why, like, we split up these two episodes, right? Is because, like, an equal Honestly, amount I forgot of shit goes down in the next four episodes, I, forgot I will about... say. And I don't want either of the amounts of shit that goes down to be overshadowed by the other in our discussions, so... I forgot about the Hondo episode, which because oh I associate God. it with the beginning of season five, so in my mind we'd already watched it. You've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you, always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin. Andy and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. Fuck you guys, a podcast where we take a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of Star Wars and I just came off of seeing Spider-Man No Way Home and it was awesome. Go see it. I'm not no spoilers for that. But like, also, I've seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt, and I've seen a lot of Star Wars, and I've been on a plane for about as long as the entire prequel trilogy. Okay. uh, Sorry. (laughs) I'm very tired. I'm Andy. I've seen a little bit of Star Wars. I've been watching season two of The Witcher, so go watch that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that with my roommate when uh, I get back. I started watching that in London before the pandemic, uh, before I got kicked out of. And then I couldn't. I wasn't as enjoyable watching alone. And I was very sad in London, so I didn't finish it. But then when I got kicked into the U.S. for quarantine, uh, my Megan and I watched it. But we're here to talk about Star Wars. Before we go, before we go, we have something. We have a very special, very special drink today for my girl Satine. Oh. I think Satine, in honor of Satine dying, um, I would say she, if she were to go to Starbucks, I think she would get a, I don't know. I think, I, I think that this, I had, I had an idea and I'm like, maybe not. No, but I'm sticking with it. I think she would get a strawberry cream frappuccino with extra whipped cream. Cause she's a sweetie pie. I would have pegged her as a tea woman, but like I think she yeah. gets uh I think she gets her coffee imported from like the Star Wars version of West Africa. Like uh. Satine would never get caught dead in a Starbucks. That's a good fucking point. Yeah. I guess but, I guess in my mind it was like premise, what would Obi-Wan get for Satine? Yeah. Actually that's <laughs> and that's what I was thinking is because I was like, Satine would never go to Starbucks. She's too rich. But Obi-Wan and Satine would definitely go on a date to Starbucks and he would get the mm. uh he would get his order from last time and he would order something nice for her. Except he can't anymore because she's dead. Because she yeah, is actually because she'd been stabbed with the dark saber. Yeehaw. Okay. Cheers. Do your do your little recap. Yeah. Tell us okay. What- so this week on First Steps of Star Wars Podcast, we watched season five episodes. 501, the first episode of season five, and then 514, 515, and 516. Revival, Eminence, Shades of Reason, and The Lawless. So in in the first episode, Maul and Savage try to get Hondo and his crew to join up with them. That kind of fails. 
Obi-Wan and, oh, what's her name? Wyatt. Adi Gallia. Adi Gallia. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to get it wrong. But like, yes, thank you, Wyatt. Adi Gallia. She dies, unfortunately, to the hands of the brothers. To the horns of the brothers. Yes, he that's true. He stabs her with his head. It's yeah. wild. She dies and Obi-Wan lives to fight another day as do Maul and Savage Press, having escaped from the clutches of Hondo. They later meet up with Death Watch and they join up with a bunch of other crime syndicates, the Black Sun, the Pike Syndicate, and they get the huts, right? They do get yeah, the huts. Yeah, they get the huts. The huts. I always kind of the, the huts are always kind of a gray area for me because they're so big, you know. But they hook up with all the crime families and they attack the Mandalore in favor of Death Watch. And Death Watch overthrows Satine on Mandalore as per what they want. Maul gets control of a vast criminal empire, which is what he wanted. And then Maul challenges Previsla for the rulership of Mandalore, which Maul wins. Satine makes an escape because of her nephew, Corky, and contacts her lover, Obi-Wan, to come and help her, which he does <laughs> because he loves her. And then Maul kills Satine. Obi-Wan is catatonic for a moment, but then Bo-Katan comes and rescues him. Then they make their escape. Meanwhile, Palpatine comes to Mandalore, duels Maul and Savage, kills Savage, and then captures Maul, and they go off to places unknown. And so that's that. It's funny because that was a, a fairly brief recap for sometimes like uh, how they go, but <laughs> there was a lot going on there. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the, the, the whole plot for um with Mandalore was just so like, like the whole, oh, we're aligning with Death Watch and then we're going to betray and then we're going to do this. Uh, that was just so crazy. This was such a It was very Shakespearean, group. it felt like. Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. The, especially the scene where both Maul and Savage are like, okay, we're killing these guys, right? And then outside, yeah. Vizsla and Bo-Katan are like, oh, we're definitely killing these guys. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was so, like, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of had a moment where I was like, man, Death Watch isn't even wrong. You know, I was like, Death yeah, Watch so is low-key kind of right. It's, well, it'd be an interesting thing that I I do want to talk about when we get to like the Mandalore stuff, but because there's, there's so many different things going on and it would, I think it would be good to go like in order and discuss the, uh, the Hondo episode for each episode sort yeah, of on its yes, own. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So the Hondo episode is honestly, it's, it's, it's so it's my funny. second favorite Hondo. My favorite Hondo is absolutely smashed and flying Hondo from the, uh, from the young links. Yes. Yeah. But this, the, <laughs> We are pirates. We don't even know what that means. That's that my, one of my favorite lines in the series. Line. And I like that because we see for the rest, it's like a very serious plot by Maul. Like he's he's serious about this crime lord shit. And he goes after the most unserious group of pirates first. Like just by dumb luck, he ends up with Hondo's drunken idiots. I'm always so surprised at the fact that Hondo just lets those guys back on his crew so easily when they were so willing to double cross him. Yeah, but like, so I've been watching Black Sails and that happens a lot. You need a crew and like loyalty switch a lot. And so I think that like the manpower outweighs also, Hondo, like... They're all in love with profit, too. And Hondo like, definitely they, they, gained all his... All their cap motivations are money, I will say. Yeah. Go on. And Hondo definitely gained his captaincy by overthrowing somebody else. That's, like, how it goes as pirate captains. So, you gotta do it. It's just it's just business. And I think it's part of why Hondo letting them back onto his team is why he's, like, a good leader. 
like he he forgives them and then gets them sort of like double on his side as he's like yeah see these guys don't these the the mall and savage never cared about you they just offered you opportunity i will offer you opportunity and loyalty adi gallia has a banger death the first of many sad but it's also like damn i was kind of like okay I don't it's one know. of the first it's one of the first I remember it because they show blood like she gets stabbed. Yeah. And if you look on her tunic, she's got like a circle of stab wounds for like half a second. And I'm and this is about a point where the creators really stopped giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this this the the way people get killed in this is this you these know, group of episodes in particular is insane. I will say kind of at this point, like the creators are kind of stopping giving a fuck. You have to wonder how much inside information they have had about like the Disney sale and oh, whether or not Disney knew. was going to cancel Clone Wars. Yeah. Well, so no, regardless, they I do know uh, I'm pretty sure that they knew this was their last season on Cartoon Network either way. Okay. Because the Disney purchase, I think, had happened at this point or was about to happen. People, the production crew definitely, like, knew things were up. And there was speculation that if Disney hadn't canceled Clone Wars or the first time, I hesitate to say Disney because it is all Lucasfilm. But it was definitely a switch of regime. Okay, we're redirecting to other things. Uh, And the licensing deal for the licensing deal and cost of Clone Wars were at the time unmanageable. And... But yeah, they they definitely knew something was up. And I remember there was a lot of speculation about whether Clone Wars would move to like Disney Channel or Disney XD at the time. Like because there's no Disney Plus. It was just like, will they can they broadcast Clone Wars? Everything in this arc just happened on the Disney Channel. Well, they do have it on Disney Plus. So, yeah, yeah, whole new world 2019 and onward. So because Disney Plus was founded in 2019. Anyway, Andy, what did you think of this? So I like, I, I obviously, I really like Hondo. I like anything. I like when Hondo shows up. He's fun. He's very unpredictable. Cad Bane is kind of like boring in comparison. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I just compare them all the time, I guess. Cad Bane is uh, like modeled after Western gunslingers who are like just sort of get by on being cool. So like I, I get what you're talking about. I just feel like. I don't know. I just really like Hondo. He's funny and silly and goofy. And I'm like, man, I love you. I would want to hang out with you all the time. If you if I was in the if I was in Star Wars, mm-hmm. Go. The, the, the death of that Jedi was another I, I like in my mind was like, uh, the last Jedi. I was like, they're all going to die. Don't be surprised. So that was <laughs> like happening in my little head when she died. <laughs> All Andy's brain is broken <laughs> since we we told them that the Clone Wars eventually ended and there that there would be more wars. More yeah. wars. Um, but like there's 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 literally one of the one of the movies is named The Last Jedi, which means that the Jedi. Oh, that's true. As we I forgot it, you've been trying to speculate what that means from like five movies away for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like that's a lot of. I mean, like thinking about in the grand scheme of stuff, like that we're not going to get to the sequels until like probably about this time next year if that yeah you can, they're a whole, can new, still they're be a whole different world yeah, would yeah. definitely uh, definitely be scared. be scared definitely be I scared i still know everyone dies um and be well, ready for it uh, okay here's the thing the sequels take place another 60 odd years in the future from now so like a decent amount of the characters that are alive now will be dead because of natural lifespan that's stuff. i guess true 
That's... Although in, in Star Wars, lifespan <sighs> stuff is uh, always because of like the realities well, of when they had to cast actors. Most of our human characters yeah. will be we'll dead be at that dead. point. Yes. But it's funny seeing how like people look when they're supposed to be different ages just because of the realities of making movies over yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she's old. Anyway. Yeah. So that happened. And I was like, dang, remember, they're going to die. And then but I was also just like, I don't know. I feel like the Jedi Order is not going to remain the way that it is now. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I maybe, feel like I have this. Maybe idea. Pong, maybe General Krell was right. Don't say that. <laughs> I just get scared. I just be I just be out here. There's gonna be graffiti out. and and um, clone bar urinals about how Krell was General right. Krell was right. Krell was um, right. Ed, really um, edgy clones. <laughs> that that one clone. Hawkeye like fans the, will get that reference. I still but, haven't seen that. Uh, I watched Arcane instead of the uh acclaimed Haley Steinfeld led series that uh, have released within the past month. Yes. <laughs> She's very busy. <laughs> She is. She is. She is being gay as Emily Dickinson. She is doing uh, Into she's the Spider Verse two. She is doing is Hawkeye. She, she is. She's Vi. Yeah, she's Vi. Isn't that crazy? She really is just being so homosexual. And like, recently. well, and I I recognize her as a voice actor because she's Gwen in Spider Verse, and yeah. her Vi voice is identical. Like the that. way yeah. she, because she t- she does voice act a little differently than just her like normal speaking voice, but her Vi and Gwen voices are nearly identical. And I was like oh shit she's so good as by guys i can't even talk about it because i'll be like let's not talk about clone wars no, let's talk about Arcane. no but clone wars is good so yeah. the uh um, no Haley steinfeld yet we but. should no i want Haley. i'm honestly so, well she's they get a lot of voice acting talent and she's not like a traditional voice actor but like yeah. every major voice actor has either done work on rebels or clone wars basically but i had another thought but i can't fucking remember what it was Jedi, so Jedi, Hondo. Ha- I do like and so, oh sorry, yeah, Savage takes a takes a an arm loss in this episode. That first of all, that was wild, but also the fact that just Darth Maul was just being such an asshole. He was like, "There must be a ma-. that's not how he sounds, but he was like, "There must be a master and an apprentice." And it was like, "Can you shut up?" And why is that a Sith rule? There can only be two. I didn't realize that was a rule. That yeah. there could literally only be yeah. two Sith. This the backstory was, I mean, like you can know the, like there's general backstory that yeah. like is, ex, it's canon within the Star Wars universe because this character, because Darth Bane will show up, but um, it's like the back extended story <laughs> is a trilogy of legends novels, which are very good and I've read and are awesome. But like basically yeah. Darth Bane started the rule of two in the Sith so that they would always be within the shadows. One, um, one master to embody the power and an apprentice to crave it. And so eventually the apprentice would overpower the master. And thus this would ensure that every succeeding Sith is stronger than the one before. So that eventually that one Sith could overthrow the Republic and the Jedi. And this is after, like, back in the old days. This is a uh, thousand years before the Republic. There used to be a bunch of Jedi and a bunch of Sith, and they fought at least one war, and the Sith lost badly. And Darth Bane's lesson was we're too div- the dark side was spread too thin. We're divided too much. There has to be only two, and we work from the shadows now. And so then that is passed down through the years until we get Palpatine, who's like one of the ultimate masters of it. And then his his first apprentice, Maul, who even though he's like not embodying a lot of Sith, he's not he's not aligned with the Sith right now. 
but he but he's very much like I, I think honestly that was this is one of his mistakes in this arc is he's so sort of he's so full of himself that he's like yeah. i'm going to be the master of everything and he doesn't realize that because we know we've been watching savage for several episodes now we know his character he really just wants he wants to belong he would have like if maul had like Stop. given him but he he's if so maul had been cute. like we're we're equals Savage would have been so so much more of an asset to him. He reduces him back to the monster role, and he and he doesn't. I think it ends up hurting him in the in the eventual fight with Palpatine when he picks him apart. If they had if they had been truly like equals and considered each other as such, they uh, they might have had a better chance. Also, people should be nicer to Savage. He is my baby. I literally like. Could I, I, cause I wanted the Starbucks drink to be Savage's drink, but I was like too emotional about it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, nothing is good enough for him. I'm really upset over this. Yeah. It's more interesting. So than Satine. I, well, so I was going to say is that, so Satine's death is like very tragic for Obi-Wan and like, it's a, a huge character moment for Obi-Wan, but like when Savage dies and sort of reverts back to his like very skinny self at the very end, it's like, it's. I forgot how like fucked up his story is because it, it it played out over several seasons and he was jacked and evil for most of them. It's yeah. Well, and also still like the reverting back was kind of a background moment. Yeah, like he's not even centered in the in the moment of his own story. Yeah. But my thing with his death was that he sort of his story ended where it began in trying to protect his brother. And that's oh, just yeah, like, no, I mean, narratively me his, as a person, narratively, <laughs> his story was done. Like, I'm not, I'm not surprised he died here. Even if Maul, even if say Maul held his own and escaped the, the way we needed to end up was with Maul losing all his power after the absolute nuts that started in the next episode, when him and death watch started having a <laughs> dick measuring contest, which Bo-Katan obviously wins. And we finally got Love to see her with her. We got to see her with her helmet off for the first time, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. One of my favorite incompre- incomprehensible hair character models. She's just like the the way her hair goes at the end is like rectangles, and it's great. I love Mandalorian <laughs> hair. Makes no sense. I don't know what order of the episodes we're in now. Yeah, so we're, I don't know what, so what the next. So Eminence was the next one. Which was, was the one where they amassed the criminal empire. Yeah. They killed off a lot of the Black Sun leadership. They with that awesome double lightsaber throw. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is where they're getting all of the. Yeah, that yeah. was and fun Black to Sun, watch. Black Sun is is has like an old. It's an old Star Wars thing from Legends that has was brought back in to be a crime syndicate, mostly notable for their swanky outfits and the species that all their leaders are. Pikes are new. This is the first time we're seeing them. They will show up all over now. The Pikes have been all over, especially the Disney era of Star Wars. We had, and then we had the Huts. We finally had a Hut die. Um, that one weird looking guy with the hat. We've had a Hut die before. Oh, yes. I That's forgot about our boy Zero. That's one of my favorite <laughs> moments. Oh, yes. Zero dies. Zero dying, but also. I forgot. But also, like. He's purple. He doesn't count. The, um. <laughs> So you're telling me I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. Yeah, this is when. Yeah. And then I love his speech. I don't remember which episode it's in, but when Maul yells at Vizsla while he's like choking Bo-Katan behind him is one of my favorite like 
uh, voice acting moments from all. This is where Sam Witwer is really making the role his own. I remember it was the trailer line too. They're like, the Sith pretender Dooku, all our enemies will fall. Like that, I thought that line was really fun. Um, also, Dooku just sort of catches a stray out of nowhere. Not mentioned again in this arc. <laughs> Maul just sort of bullying an old man from afar. I liked seeing the uh, bounty hunters again. Some of the ones from uh, the Ventress <gasps> yeah. crew. I love I love Sugi, although I noticed that they didn't have the voice actors for her, so she didn't speak. <laughs> but mm, um, yeah. we got Sugi, Embo, Dengar, like all the classic sort of like underground. I, was I love seeing Ventress was going to be still there. Making I was, his I way saw... back. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Boba wasn't there. I yeah, I I get why Ventress wasn't there, because Ventress being there would have been so like it would have derailed the story into Maul being like, oh, hello, you could use yeah. the force. And Ventress being like, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to work for the Sith anymore. I'm not working <laughs> for you. Being like, I'm not in this storyline. That I honestly would have been funny once before, too, <laughs> for Ventress. Oh, yeah. Ventress and Savage would be like that one meme from It's Always Sunny where they see each other across the <laughs> restaurant because <laughs> They would both be really confused. <laughs> like, um, but I would honestly, I've here? come around on it. I would have liked Ventress sort of like being a hired bounty hunter and then seeing these guys and being like, you can't pay me enough for this and just walking out of the Leaving. story. Oh my God. <laughs> this is not for me. I wish. And that yeah, is my and dream. I do like the, uh, I remember thinking this was clever as a kid. I'm now back in the house where I watched all of this. Like I watched all of Clone Wars in this house. I'm back. Yeah, I'm yeah. recording from my childhood house in uh, San Francisco. The next episode, I like the plan, like the plan to, to create a crime wave to generate public political support for the Death Watch as like a legitimate group is like very like that would work in real life basically it's so good it's so clever and i just was like it's not yeah. even like it happens in an episode so it's like it's like streamlined into taking not that long but like it's not even dumbed down like this is just like because you watch the last episode you know where all everybody stands like on the chessboard and i do think is so we've only seen mandalore as the like peaceful Mandalorians in the cities versus the extremist Mandalorian Death Watch in their armor. Further Mandalorian stories will expand on how like, and they talked about this, but like it used to be that everyone was part of the warrior culture. And one of my favorite details about the next episode is Palpatine and Maul and Savage are fighting. You've got that giant mural behind them. That's oh, yeah, like the, of the Mandalorian Civil yeah. War, right? And so it's like, but my point yeah. is, is that the death so that that that. In a lot of the people, the peaceful Mandalorians lifetimes, there were other Mandalorians in armor who weren't terrorists. So I think that as like a detail I know adds more credence to the like the fact that the public was like, we will back Pre Vizsla. He's strong. He represents Mandalore's strength versus Satine, who was trying to make Mandalore into meaning something else. And it's uh, and like with her sort of like council of neutral systems, it's an interesting just there's so many like there's so many world building things going on here that I really like. I think I, I was I really like Satine and I was really sad that she died, but I kind of like I was saying earlier, I kind of agree with I don't know. I weirdly agree with Death Watch and that like you fell for the plot. You fell, fell for, for the, the crime plot. wave. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is that like. No, it's probably not good to become like a huge warrior based like, you know, it's not it's not good to become a violence violence town, but um, 
Satine left her people like completely vulnerable. And so it's kind of like, yes. this could have been anybody. Like the Huts at any time could have come in and been like, Mandalore's mine. Well, and, um, and oh, probably only Mandalore's <clears throat> former reputation as warriors was keeping people like that out. The Republic was leaving them alone because she was like doing diplomacy and they're like, chill, we love diplomacy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I I was thinking like Almec, the disgraced former prime minister, um, he talks like and he will be he's an enormous hypocrite. But he initially in the very first Mandalore episodes talks like very disparagingly about like their warrior history and like Satine herself is like her pacifism and her aversion to violence seems personal. But a lot of her group is like basically trying to like whitewash their own culture yes yeah and yeah so like that's what i'm thinking like where it makes sense to me that bo katan who we've realized now is satine's sister yeah um but like why wouldn't she after learning about this and then her sister gets the throne and tries to take everything away if she wanted to in any way connect with her past the only organization that would empower her and many of those other mandalorian warriors was death watch where like pre vizsla is a dick he's power hungry he's he's egotistical he's not doing things for the right reason but he is also one of he is that we know of one of the only remaining bastions of authentic mandalorian culture yeah or he was till his head rolled around a little bit (laughs) so um everything everything ends with everything is like and then they died (laughs) Mandalore is just so lost, and I feel like I, I, I don't know. If they can't figure shit out, they're gonna continue being lost. Yeah, they Mandalore definitely. I would love stories set around the time of their civil war and like back in Mandalore's past. I think we'll get some eventually. I know you know that a show called The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. exists in yeah. the future. Baby Yoda's in it. Spoiler: We will continue getting Mandalorian stories as we move throughout the timeline. But and this is not the last time we'll see Mandalore in the Clone Wars, but it is this is the most consequential so far. We've had a lot of stories set here, and this is where like all the stuff that had been set up earlier, all the tensions really boil. And it makes those uh, it makes those early episodes, the the tea episode, the like corruption episode, it, it actually sets the groundwork for making you believe the transition of power mm-hmm. and then the descent into chaos. I always find really striking just how easily Almec is able to g- regain power after yeah. doing that whole thing. I know. What a weasel. After the, the like death of children. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, well, and he just like, it's such a, and he's a known political figure. So he's like easy to listen. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I think it's like those, there are politicians who can survive scandals and show up in a new role or even their same role. And people will still listen to them because they were trustworthy in the past, even though yeah, they're not. Even though they're and not. yeah, Almec is, I really enjoy the, the voice acting for him as well. He's such a, he's such a good like politician character. Yeah. Um, like just sleazy enough. Yeah, just sleazy enough, but really charismatic. You can understand yeah. why people listen to him. His design's good too. Honestly, there's this is again another example of like basically everything's firing on all, on all cylinders yeah. with these Clone Wars episodes. Animation's great, writing's sharp, voice acting, music. Uh, when things bro- blow up, they look pretty. <laughs> Satine's death was really was really wild for me because I definitely didn't think she was gonna die in the clone wars i definitely thought that she would be in the live yeah. action movies i was like i can't wait to see. <laughs> is it because she it's just, just is it because she looks like kate blanchett 
she's just she i literally was like oh she's gonna i was like i wonder who's gonna play her in the live action like who but my thing my thing with her and i'm i don't know i just feel like this is obi-wan's love like this is the love of his life and they were like and she's actually only gonna be in clone wars isn't that crazy we're actually not gonna have her yeah. and maybe she is in other things i don't know but i can't imagine that she is well we're going chronologically so you, you know so no i mean yeah, I, I, not I'm so talking far like legends like there might no be she was legends. she was invented for the clone wars uh she dies in the clone wars we still haven't got the story of uh obi-wan and qui-gon and satine's year on mandalore that's insane that's crazy yeah. to me because also the thing too is that like Man, Obi-Wan is such a major character. And they were like, yeah. yeah, he had a girlfriend once. We don't actually ever get to delve into who Obi-Wan is as a person outside of being a Jedi. And that bothers the shit out of me because I really like Obi-Wan. And I feel like we get that shit all the time with Anakin. Yeah. We get we Obi-Wan... see so much. Anakin is like, so he's like a little bit a Jedi, you know? Obi-Wan is definitely the least like backstoried out we know a lot about him we know we know who he is as a person but we don't know really a whole lot about his about the why you know yeah i do calvin and i have talked about i think in the past about this being like obi-wan's ultimate jedi moment of like not giving in yeah. when maul kills satine because that's maul's goal is to, if he breaks him and he gives in even a little bit to the dark side doesn't matter if obi-wan wins their fight or whatever maul wins He's broken Obi-Wan. Also, I, I do want to point out, because uh, I'm a film geek, <laughs> the editing on the scene where Satine is killed and like the close-ups of her eyes and every everything on, on the uh, suspense leading up to her death. Because you, you're thinking like people get force choked all the time. They get dropped. It's just like a suspenseful moment. And then they actually do double down and kill her and i remember it was shocking when uh i watched it as a kid it's still shocking now even though i know it's like her it's her most famous scene basically horrific to watch actually actually yeah horrible. it's not it's not a fun scene but i do have to say it's really well done it's um, extremely well done i mean it's, it's horrible because it's well done <laughs> more fun is old man city is showing up to kick the shit out of his former yeah. apprentices it's just so he just funny opens to the, me. He just walks into the room and throws them against a wall. <laughs> okay, first of all, that was crazy. That was crazy. He is such a little psycho. But I think I was just giggling the whole time because I feel like I know a secret. You know, I feel like I know. Yeah, because Clone Wars is still not showing know. you who's under the hood. They never it's show so his eyes. Obvious. It's so but obvious. But he's like, Master Meta, prepare my ship. Also, was that did Tim Curry? Did Tim Curry? Yeah, they were dubbing Tim Curry at this point. At this point, okay. Ian Ian Abercrombie, the actor who's been playing Palpatine the whole way, died. He was very old. Went during the recording of season five. So Tim Curry plays Palpatine in the upcoming episodes. He's not great. <laughs> Tim Curry is is awesome, but his Palpatine is not amazing. Okay, I was like Tim Curry, Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim because Curry. there's like a, that Tim Curry. There are like a Rocky couple Horror. of lines where it's very clear, and you can kind of tell when you know it's Tim Curry that it's Tim well, Curry it's just, doing the line. It's very, very obviously a different old man. Even if, even if you didn't know, like I didn't know who Tim Curry was right. when I was a kid watching this, but I was like, shit. There's and also this episode was originally I don't. Did it have it? Did it have the dedication where it said in memory of Ian Abercrombie? Oh, no, I'm talking about that one line in that first episode, yeah. the Hondo episode where like they're they're oh, showing they're just Obi-Wan penny crooks. Yep, yeah, that it's, one, it's that bad. exact line. That's the worst one. That's his worst line delivery in the whole series. He also, I think, says Ahsoka wrong, but uh, <laughs> that's um, next arc. It's fine. I don't want to be mean to Tim Curry. Oh, no, Tim Curry's <laughs> a national treasure. So like 
I do. <sighs> there's a couple things that I do want to mention in the lawless that I really like. I love that we see the teenagers from the uh, Mandalore, like Ahsoka teaches episode and they're yeah. older and they animated yeah. new character crease. models. Corky, but the, like the girls look so much older. That one guy shaved his head instead of yeah. having a dumb haircut. It's not like clear what happens to them. I, I don't think they are killed off screen, yeah. but like because they throw Satine in jail, I have no, to imagine. No, Corky, I definitely like looked it up. Corky survived. At least Corky survives. Corky yeah. Kreese survives. Corky is alive the, uh, and well, actually. Yeah. I love the... Uh, and he I never like, shows up again, but like he's alive. I like that Obi-Wan... A takes the twilight Corky and B, Kenobi. I know uh, no. there's a fan theory that he's Obi or Obi-Wan's just, just, kid. Just keep going. I don't I don't like it, no. but uh, it's it's just, fine. So I love that Obi-Wan borrows the twilight from Anakin to do yeah. illicit things. And I like that he wears his Reiko Hardeen armor initially, like he's he's in disguise and it's a good callback. Andy, you all right? I just had this moment of like, who who is Corky's? parent who that's an excellent well, so question I was like, actually, <laughs> this is such a, i was like wait but, this is a valid theory because but actually fan theory aside he's not bo-katan's kid that was my that was literally my question i was like did bo-katan have a child like so who, when who they does invented Satine corky have another parent when they invented another, corky bo-katan didn't exist so it was just an unnamed sibling of uh duchess Satine. and then i'm pretty sure when they invented bo-katan she wasn't Satine's sister. She was just a cool Mandalorian that they got Katie Sackhoff to voice for. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Presumably, Satine has a very nice, I don't know, brother, and he had a kid. I would imagine that Corky's parents are dead, I think. But I don't know if it was anything nefarious, just because he, like, is in Satine's care a lot, or implied to be in that, that episode. But who knows? Maybe he, his family is just, like, out of the public eye, living their life on Mandalore. Okay. But yeah, no, the, the, the <laughs> relationships of... Uh, that family make no sense. His hair is also pretty red, so. Yes, even if you, I mean, to the point where, I mean, <laughs> her hair is red, <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> Not Daddy. the, you know, little waves of stuff that's going on in Obi-Wan's Daddy. hair. I watched uh, a whole TikTok series about this. I will. It's I, a, I, okay. Honestly, it's a, it's a fun fan theory. I think everything that is shown mm. in this arc makes it clear that Obi-Wan and Satine never, like, they didn't they weren't doing it on the side because remember we discussed this jedi can have sex but obi-wan is in love and he that's why he like he but he stays in the jedi order and so him and satine they're like they're 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 like unrequited tragic love story you don't think they ever boinked <laughs> oh when they were kids yes but not like <laughs> clone wars did. era not like not not clone wars era okay, although i suppose it would have to be when they were young it would have had to be when they were young of yeah, course yeah he was like Could 15 yeah, yeah, I was going to say, what? Damn, you're making me give credence to the fan theory that I think is dumb. <laughs> All right, but back to the... I, I, uh, we got we to gotta have a moment of silence for the most important death in this series of episodes, which is clearly the Twilight. The, the, the ship goes out. The Anakin ship oh, goes out. yeah. It, I mean, we started I the series with... I love that Anakin with, gives him a shitty ship, series, too. And he broke it. Obi-Wan... Anakin lends Obi-Wan a ship, and he blows it up. Yeah, but I feel like it's kind of like funny to me because it's like that's what Anakin would do. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. And Obi Wan's like, I'm never borrowing a ship from Anakin again because uh, Anakin didn't give him like he didn't a send nice him ship. to like a nice used ship lot or whatever. He's like, yeah, take my ship. I haven't used it in five seasons, so it ne really needs an oil change. 
<laughs> I do also really like that they updated the Twilight's animation model from like season one, uh, implying oh, that we'd see so. it again and then blew it up. This is the kind of excess that got Clone Wars canceled. <laughs> Imagine the season one model being. Oh, it would have looked terrible. They would have even if they so obviously even bad. if they repainted it with like the newer texture detail, it would have been bad. I'm I'm all for it, but like this I'm all was for this unnecessary animation. Oh, it's it, it it honestly it was weird going to like more traditional animated shows after this where like. They don't have George Lucas's infinite pocketbook and can't go to a go to a new planet every episode with all new characters, all new species, all new everything. But yeah, no, this I don't this is like there's not a whole there's not an amazing amount going on thematically in these episodes. There are like individual there's a lot of character moments, but this is like the most plot in a four episode Clone Wars thing. This was a lot of plot. So many important things yeah. like get the Mandalore stuff, the mall stuff that that coming together is like a, a huge moment for the series. The Obi-Wan and Satine, with, but it's also mixed with the the Night Sisters. Like there's so much yeah. that like yeah. gets brought together in a way that Clone Wars doesn't usually do there because it it, most of their all together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because like I, I still remember when you when we watched the next episodes after Ambara and you were like that's it they don't deal with it the massive <laughs> ramifications of what Obi-Wan's just happened not gonna deal with this Obi-Wan's not gonna have therapy well that is a Jedi problem and that is like one yeah. this makes sense I the fact that Obi-Wan rarely brings up Satine's death after this is like intentional for sure mm-hmm. which is a shame because he he could really help Anakin, who is having struggles getting over the losses in his life. <laughs> I just watched Mortis again recently with my partner because we were further behind in our rewatch. And uh, so I was thinking about his mother and Obi-Wan has lost somebody of similar importance to him yeah. and has managed to control his feelings around it without letting them ruin his life and even though obi-wan is doing it a little bit in the ways that probably aren't that healthy and he definitely needs therapy he's doing it in a very true jedi way that i think anakin could learn a little bit from anakin's just a little stinker yeah yeah he's yeah um (laughs) and he is definitely he is that I swear I'm going to there's so much happens in this arc that I'm going to think of like stuff five minutes so after we many, stop like, recording. Yeah, I know. I was literally like, like I oh. was in the shower and thinking about this and I was like, I don't know <laughs> what to say on the episode. I feel like my brain melted. I do feel like we have to give a little bit of time for the uh, pre Vizsla mall duel just for how like well choreographed it was. Yeah. And oh, a was really so good, a really cool fight between a like fully equipped Mandalorian and a Sith. So it's like a Jedi, but not holding back. So it was and I don't know, it just it's so cool. And then I love I do love Bo-Katan's immediate fuck this. And she just jetpacks out of the room with her loyalists. Oh, and uh, and uh, <laughs> Ursa Wren, Calvin. Oh, she's there. I didn't notice her. So model. she's so no, she doesn't exist yet. But she's retconned to be there. And in between okay. this and season, she's just one of the dark armored. Uh, okay, night she owls. gets she, she gets her unique armor by season yeah. seven. Okay, but she's uh, she's one of okay. Yeah, Bo-Katan's I totally. I, loyalists. I, yeah, I totally buy that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a Dave Filoni thing from like very early in Rebels. He's like, yeah, Sabine's mom is uh, is in the. Uh, it was like one of his like. I will tell you one secret so you will stop badgering me about stuff. Right. Was that okay. S- S- Satine? Not Sabine. 
I can't. These damn characters. That's the fucking thing. And they're both Mandalorians too. We'll get into this a little bit when we get out yeah. to Rebels itself. Sorry, Andy, but yeah. like, but yeah, just, it's a fun. It's a fun fact for <laughs> Calvin. Doesn't even have to be in the podcast yeah. in the end. But I'll I do like Ursa Ren's a cool character. We I like do like her. knowing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that moment where Bo-Katan's like, "Do you know how to use? Have you ever used one of these?" And Obi Wan's like. No, but in this case, I'm a fast learner. It's portable with high the, ground. With the jetpack. <laughs> I just love any time someone has to fly Obi-Wan something they're unfamiliar with. Obi-Wan in the uh, Maul Mandalorian armor is such oh, a yeah. good look. That's a look. No, actually, yeah. I mean, that's, that that one shot of the doors opening to like the, that's one an of, iconic One of the shot. iconic Clone Wars shots. Yeah. They'll like, do it in Rebels on Mandalore again. But uh, yeah, but that's like that was one of the opening the door to like the new Mandalorian Civil War was one of those promises that Clone Wars broadcast run like never delivered on was that because like we're about to go. So so next episode, the last four episodes of season five are we're at the time the series finale because it was canceled. They work really well as a series finale. It's it's a absolute mic drop moment to end the series. It worked. But there was a lot of stuff that was promised and was teased in throughout these seasons that w- wasn't followed up on until years later. Um, Either in the, the Mandalorian or the and the um, Mandalorian stuff was one of it because they we'd been like the creators have been talking about how we weren't just going to have peaceful Mandalorians for forever. And we got here and then we never saw it again for yeah. eight years or whatever. But that's not true anymore so and that'll be uh, way down the line yeah but uh it's a cool it it, it just is I, season five is one of my favorites even with the droid arc um <laughs> there's just so much i love in season five i think it's probably it or season four is the most like solid all the way through yeah i don't know i'm just i'm so excited we're here i've been waiting for us to get to like this era of clone wars that i watched as a kid because these are like the the stuff that I've been wait, really wanting your reaction to post Umbara. So I can't wait to get to the next couple of episodes. Like, I'm really yeah. excited to see how they wrapped up the yeah. series. Yep. So and then on, after that, and then I promise get- you, I promise you more clone <laughs> things. Oh, that's so yeah. sexy. I can't wait for Bad Batch. That's what I'm like. Let's get yes. through. Bad Batch, Bad Batch so far was cooked up in a lab to appeal to you specifically. See how they were like, I hey, thought of, hold on. I thought of, because we it started after we started the podcast, and I just kept thinking the whole time, I'm like, this this, this is Andy's show, and I wish we could let them watch it, but it's it hinges on clone stuff you don't know yet. Yeah. So Darn. But I can't but wait. It's gonna be it's going to be some real fun podcasting. Oh, yeah. The, the problem with loving the clones is that i can't cosplay them i don't think there's any conceivable way where i could do a convincing clone cosplay um, unless i, I if, do the full armor like keep the helmet with, on yeah with the helmet but even yeah. then but here's the problem with even that is i am five feet tall like yes five that's one. i was gonna say nothing Short about King. nothing about you really disqualifies <laughs> you from clone except the height, the height. that's the problem i'm like you know like i could shave Honestly, my if head you cosplayed, like I could talk if you cosplayed accent. short king rex i would love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's my thing it's like i cannot do a con- like a convincing the kit the kit is pretty easy to acquire but like expensive and or hard to make yeah uh, for the armor but i'm trying to think because they don't they're not out of the armor that often the only time i can think that they're like half out of the armor was when they were going to execute fives and jesse and they're like in the clone suit under like like wayne 
No, I could definitely do. Oh, use you could do Cutlequain. I'm going to do, I want to do Rex really bad. Yeah, I'm going to get a second cat and name it Rex. Rex. I want to get a oh, cat there's... and name it Anakin, so. <laughs> Wait, that would be funny because then you'd have a cat named Anakin. He'd have a cat named Ahsoka. <laughs> and another cat named Rex. You have a cat named Rex? No, I want to have a cat named Rex. Ah, okay. Now you've got to get a cat and name it either Obi-Wan or Cody. No, Obi-Wan's going to be an old bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I all right. feel anyway. done. I feel um, done and tired and yeah. sad about these episodes. Yeah. Um, Next I time. My king, so. uh, this is what we've been, we've been waiting to torture Andy for, yeah. <laughs> for five seasons. Yeah. This is one of the several arcs <laughs> that we've been waiting to, for you to get to. This got is the one you, that we've uh, been waiting for you to get to since Ambara. Got What's, you uh, attached to some characters and then get to watch them get murdered. Yeah. That's the show, baby. That's so, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Um, what right. do we have next? Next, we do the final arc of season five, episodes 17 through 20 of season five. We got Sabotage, the Jedi who knew too much to catch a Jedi and the wrong Jedi. <gasps> That Let's sounds go. so good. That sounds crazy. <laughs> Who's yeah. the wrong Jedi? I bet it's me. The fact that you don't like, because several of these, well, they're, so they're all Hitchcock movies. Like they're just Jedi inserted into Hitchcock movies, but several of these episode names are like really iconic in Star Wars and mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to react to them for the first time. I forgot That's you exciting. didn't know it. No, I don't know any of the, I don't even know most of the names of the movies. Oh, I did want to say. Except for The Last uh, Jedi, apparently. Except for The Last I, Jedi and Revenge of the Sith. I mocked Shades of Reason last time when we were doing this segment for being a, a blank, the ultimate blank of blank yeah. Clone Wars title. But The Lawless is such a banger episode title. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just like with what it entails. Yes. All right. So on that note, may the force be with you until and next also time. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>